Welcome back, Cinema Subtext, Episode 5. I'm Alex Ames. With me is Morgan Ventura. This is a podcast where we talk about everything cinema, movies, television, and the the influence that it has in culture and in society. All of this was started from a UVU class in communication in mass media. Last week, we talked about the awesome movie uh, Captain Marvel and their genius release on Women's Day. And today, we're talking about Alita, which honestly, I feel like the movie kind of came out of nowhere for me. Oh, yeah. And I didn't really have any knowledge about if it had like a comic or if it had, you know, any background story to it. Yeah. And, um, you know, I I had zero expectations going into the movie other than, you know, my wife was like, I don't think this movie is going to be very good. But did you see any previews for it? I did, and it kind of just looked like a roller derby fight. You know, I don't know that it's just kind of yeah. what I what I assumed it was going to be like. I, I didn't. My wife. So my wife was like, "Hey, let's go see a movie, and let's go see this Alita movie." And I was like, "What is this?" And she described it perfectly. So for those that uh, haven't heard of this movie, it's like real life meets. CGI like it's it's just incredible because it's a they're real life actors you know if you look at them it's it's live action but there's so much CGI going on the main character is CGI but she's interacting with a live action character in fact there's there's a there's a love interest in this movie and there's the romantic kiss scene and I was like I wonder what it's like to kiss a CGI character (laughs) You know, like what is the guy actually kissing? Is it a girl with a bunch of like dots all over her face? Oh, yeah. I don't, you know, or it's just, hey, just give it your best shot and we'll Photoshop it in, you know? It's one of those, just close your eyes. Show us what you got. (laughs) A little background on this movie. Alita, who is played by Rosa Salazar, um, her just her head is found in a scrapyard. Um, she's an android and yes and um, so there's a upper level class society where they battle just like a war of the worlds battle in there it's like a floating city yeah right kind of like hunger games same type same type deal and then um, on the uh, on below it is kind of the scrapyard with the the bottom dwellers um, the poor or the the beat up or the more the CGI type bodies are down below the um, the upper class. Uh, I'm gonna be honest, dude. The, the movie, like I mentioned, it's not. It came out of nowhere, and so I didn't really know what to expect. I was just interested in the fact that they incorporated so much CGI, which is the bane of people's existence. Like my brother, for example, is a huge movie buff. And anytime he goes and sees Star Wars where they rely too much on CGI, he's like, Ugh, like, you know, and he is this he's this doctor that um, essentially, Morgan, like you were saying, it's this world that is real life people that it's a common thing to have um you're basically half android. You know, like if you lose an arm, you just get it replaced with a robotic one. So people, it's very common to have a body part or a body piece that's mechanical. And that's his job. His thing is he's a, he's a doctor to help fix people. Right? That's like his whole thing. 
And like you're mentioning, there's this city where it's like a high class, high brow, pie in the sky, symbolic. I want to get there, you know, kind of like kids in our oh, early yeah. 20s. I want to be a millionaire by the time I'm 30. Right. It's kind of that whole vibe. And whenever there's junk, it just gets dumped, falls out of the sky and comes to this junkyard. And and Chris, um, Christoph Waltz, he finds, like you said, this head and he builds this android this this cyber girl you know and later on and i I feel comfortable saying this because it's in the preview you find out randomly she's just like this like karate martial arts master and they're like how do you know all of this stuff it's pretty cool oh yeah yeah she was like an elite warrior from from the from up above and um kind of he will in this time he was looking for you know he lost they lost his, their daughter cuz they used to be up there um right. um the doctor um edu and then jenny or the actor shereen but she's played um by jennifer connolly connolly yeah and her whole goal is to get back up there she's after they lost their their daughter they separated and she's only one track to get back up there they the daughter um i guess got sick you know because she um and because of those medical bills of the expenses they had to leave and yeah. right yeah. so they go down and um this upper class she's just like you said she's just it is such an incredible commentary which on identifying yourself with this high class you know she feels kind of insecure because she's like well i'm down here amongst the poor now and i want to get back to where i was because that's a part of my identity oh yeah and that's like you know her her whole thing um i'm gonna be totally honest um in the spirit of of i guess movie critique i would recommend this movie i would um i'm not gonna lie though i think it could have ended like 20 minutes sooner i definitely agree was my thought you know it's like i it was great, but I think it could have been like, okay, let's stop this now. Especially because there's a cliffhanger at the end. Oh, just... There's a, more. A dirty cliffhanger. Like, the worst. And I'm okay with that. Like, what are your thoughts on cliffhangers? Yeah, like, if, you know, that you're going to make the second one, you know what I mean? I'm totally down with it. That's totally fine. But if... You're not, that's killing everybody. If you're not, that's the worst. And not to mention... It could have ended sooner. For, the movie could have ended sooner for me, and the cliffhanger would have been like, "Oh my gosh, I can't wait for more." But I left being like, "Oh, it's man, it's finally over." Yeah, I you felt know? like they, they, they tried to add in those extra two fight scenes. Yes, you know, Justin, I said the same thing. We're like, why? There's just, okay, guys. For all, anybody that actually watches this or, or listens to the podcast, and anybody that see this movie please go see it just prepare yourself for the fact that there are some details that probably could have they could have gone without yes you know in fact for the next 30 seconds spoiler you know just in just in case this is maybe it's not but um they they emphasize you know it's it's not a spoiler i'll cut that out but there is that love interest between Alita and one of the characters, um, uh, Keenan Johnson or uh, Kean, yeah, between Alita and this character Hugo, and they paint the picture really well 
of this romantic interest. And there's like just a whole scene of them. I mean, th- there's, there's a certain tragedy that I won't go into, but they're trying to reemphasize this relationship that like, I get it. You know, they're, they're a couple. Yeah. You don't have to spend minutes on that. I get it. And so I left feeling like, okay, finally, which is sad because the movie as a whole was pretty good. Oh yeah. When it was, it was, it was almost like it was destiny, you know, the first nice person to her, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so it was, it's, yeah. it was one of those kind of love stories where she doesn't know anybody else. She didn't know anything else. And, yeah. you know, super nice guy saves her. So I I think that I definitely agree that they overdid it on that. Cause we're, I mean, it's Alita, um, battle angel, you know, we, we're not expecting anything like that. We're, you know, we're expecting the fight scenes like that, that we got those two extra ones. Right. But, and the fight scenes were awesome. Oh, out of this world, you know, like and it, pretty early in the movie. Oh you yeah. Know? Like they set the bar right out the gate, bam, just right there. And the fact that you have to, I don't know, like, it's okay. I kind of want to pat him on the back and be like, dude, you don't have to prove yourself anymore. Like, this is good, you know? Oh, yeah. But they just took it one, uh, but they just took it a little, I don't know, too far. I will say also that Christoph Waltz, in my mind, is a villain. You know? Like, he, he's a bad guy. That's what I knew him as. At least, um, not in the movie anyway, uh, just in general, as an actor. In my mind, he's a bad guy. I'm a huge James Bond fan especially the Daniel Craig series and in the movie Spectre with Daniel Craig, he's the bad guy and he does an incredible job. And then also um, in the movie, the legend of Tarzan, he's also the bad guy. Oh yeah, that's right. Which again, like did you get that vibe when he comes on the screen? Like, Oh, this is a bad dude. This is a bad guy. Cause that was my immediate thought i think it's just how he talks and then it was kind of shady how you know when sorry in the movie another spoiler she follows him because she thinks he's killing um the cgi people like because there's like a bounty hunters they're trying to find those people that are killing those people yeah and she feels alita feels that it's him but it's not the movie guys I, I would recommend it. Just prepare yourself, you know. Go in there realizing that it's a good movie, but there will be this this sensation of like, okay, it's it's time to end it. Yes. Right? Just get through it. You'll be grateful that you did. I think it's worth the money. Maybe go during a matinee. You know $5 what I'm saying? Five dollar Tuesday. Yeah, right. I think I would go see this one in theaters again if you invited me. If someone hadn't seen it and really wanted to go see it and was like, hey, Ames, come with me to the theater. I, I think I would. Yeah, I think to go see it again, it would have to be in the IMAX. and Like, like a good experience. Yeah, just because it has great special effects and great... Just, just brilliant. Great sound. Like everything that in that aspect would be awesome watching it in the IMAX. I love uh, I love cinema subtext um, because kind of as we talk about these these shows, you know, we see all these different cultural aspects and and changes in that that we're seeing in our daily lives. Entertainment turns into like philosophy. Oh yeah, and um, I guess like the question I have for you, Alex, is: Do you feel that um, in this show, integrity, integrity, and honesty? And character is is compromised because of that goal to get up to 
um the upper like the, the upper, upper city level. yeah the upper city that is a great question and i'm for those listening please don't don't uh, don't tune out stay with us because i think when you hear words like honesty and integrity people are like okay Uh, right oh yeah stay with us right because that's a very important question because it it is so true and you'll see not only is it symbolically higher but it is literally like it is a pie in the sky dream that it's a nice city it's all right there it's just it's the rich and the famous and all all that stuff and my answer is i believe that it depends on the character you see a wide variety in this movie of people that are stealing, people that are killing, people that are doing whatever they can for promises of grandeur. You know, promises of getting up there because where they're at now is not good enough or or for whatever reason, they, they feel that they are less because they are lower and because people are up there. And I would also argue the culture is no one goes up there. You're not allowed. It's like against the law. But oh, there's yeah. like allegedly these these like exceptions that people can get you there if you do certain things or whatever. But aside from that, it's like against the law. So because it's being withheld, they want it really bad. Yeah. And so people are are compromising to get there. Um, absolutely. Did you feel like what are your thoughts on that? Did you feel that there was, um, I mean, really, I would argue that there was no question that that exists. But I'm curious your thoughts on how that ties into our real life. There is no literal floating city that we're all trying to get to, but I'm curious how that actually ties into our daily culture. I especially feel that the culture in Utah um, is the keeping up with the Jones and you kind of do whatever it takes to get there kind of sometimes. I would almost say even subliminally. Yeah, and and I feel like also that when you say this, I feel like they're not they they think that they're in the right still of doing it mm-hmm. because of oh well I'm here at the same as you so and so yeah and so I feel that really um, you know from this show you see um, the the good people and I feel like Alita she she being so innocent really notices she's like okay this is where i can be yeah. i can be that that killer and just wreck everybody because nobody can touch me right she's or, the best fighter there is yeah or i can do it for a better cause and that i feel is what she was she was striving to do Kobe? whereas um hugo yeah hugo i mean he was just he was sucked in i he he just wanted yeah. to get there, and so he was doing everything, but he didn't know that it was leading to the like the bad leading to do what that ever that bad guy wanted. Right. Hugo is a great commentary on being blind to the things around you because he wanted something so bad that he wasn't considering, um, I don't know, the true nature of things. Yeah, because he was just saying like, "Oh, we're just taking parts. Like we're not we're not killing the guy, but we're just right. taking all his." For those mechanics. that are listening, yeah. Hugo. He, He's he's literally robbing people of arms, legs, cool gadgets they have. Right. And and again, a reminder, this is a world where humans slowly become robots, basically, yeah. if they lose an arm or whatever. Um, and so it's easy to, quote unquote, take someone's arm. 
you know, for money or whatever. Yeah. And so I, I guess, you know, I feel that it definitely, you know, in our lives, I definitely see that happening. And I feel that we need to be conscious of that, you know, that it's not worth, um, you know, ruining your integrity, ruining yourself for this little grand prize that's not lasting forever. It's hard to do. Oh, it is. It's like you're fighting against this natural grain. One of my favorite scenes in this movie, in Alita, is there's a street game that they play. I forget the name, but it's like the, it's almost like rollerblading meets basketball, you know, where it's like they're, they're on these robotic rollerblades, and the goal is to have this ball, and you go up the ramp and slam the ball into this hole in the wall. Um, and it's just these street kids that are poor and, but are just having a blast. You know the scene I'm talking about? Yeah. Oh yeah. And yeah. And on, on that, and that's that most of the, for most of them, that's their ticket up to that. If they can become the Pros, ultimate like champion, a, a pro at that sport. Yeah. And they, they get to compete in that, um, uh, that tournament up there. And so that a lot of them are always practicing, practicing, practicing. And they're happy, you know, when they're doing this, you know, they're, they're, they've got friends and they're, they're talking about these sports and it's those moments where it's like, that really is where the fulfillment comes from. And it's a overlying theme in this movie where you don't have to get up there. You don't have to be up there to build your identity, to influence other people, to make other people happy and to be happy yourself. Oh yeah. Cause I mean, uh, the doctor is a perfect example of that. I mean, he's just fixing people as they fall apart down there, and he's and he's really supposed to be up there fixing people. He's from there, yeah. Like, and he's from there, and he comes down here, and he's really just serving people, and he's happy. So you know, uh, so I I feel that definitely it is our our integrity, honesty, and stuff is just challenged here. And I would almost say that and uh, I'd be curious to hear what people that are listening have to say but I would almost say that it's not even just Utah but it's like human nature yeah you know they they say that comparison is the thief of joy you familiar with that phrase especially in social media it's like you're you're watching you know Instagram and stuff and you're like man I'm the same age as this person and this person's got like a million followers what am I doing wrong you know they're traveling everywhere yeah they're doing all this stuff yeah they don't have a hard day in their life yeah but they broke (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you don't see that you don't see it and it's just anyway it, it it's it's definitely something that is a challenge for human nature because we want to be able to i don't know it's easy to find fulfillment in things that you can see and touch and and say oh i am successful because of this in our culture it's it's not as much being nice to other people but it's more of like you know that making fun of them or you know um anytime somebody does something and they're realistically being honest to you you're finding a way to bring them down or do that like i don't do you get what i'm do you understand what i'm no, saying no, totally and I, I just did it remember we're talking about the people that are traveling and i, I yes. insulted them i'm like hey they yeah. broke yeah but maybe not maybe i'm just uncomfortable especially in relationships that's the key that's lost it's not it's not about serving the that the person that you love anymore or just kind of really just trying to make them happy right it's more of well i did i did this 
what did you do? You know what I mean? There's always, mm. it has to be that give and take return when realistically that person shouldn't have to earn anything no. from you. No, you know, and I feel like that, that character is, is lost in our time and age because or our day and age, because everybody's like, where's the return or I'm doing this for you. What are you, what are you doing for me? It's never genuine service. Mm. Like you're talking about. Would you say that that's an American thing? I'd be curious. I, I think because you got the difference between like uh, individualistic versus uh, like communalism. What yeah. is it? What is it? You know what I'm talking yeah. about? Like, um, finding identity in the group versus the uh, individual. individual and there's definitely in America, at least it's kind of like a, an emphasis on the individual, which I think is great. Like hashtag capitalism, you know, I yeah. think it's awesome. But at the risk of where's my return, where's my reward, where's my whatever. So totally. Well, I even think though, um, cause going to like, uh, like the community or, um, communism, they, I feel like men are more dominant in that um, society. Like, you know, not. I would agree. Just by just by nature, and just by just by um, just by characteristic. Yeah, and so I I don't necessarily. I mean, I'd say that would it'd be hard, but I feel like even us just looking as out for the individual, we still have that. I still we still have the opportunity to have more respect for. Um, both sides. One thing I also want to touch on, guys, a reminder, cinema subtext, this whole thing is, um, there's a class at Utah Valley University, communications in mass media. It's a communications class, and we're talking about the influence that mass media, different mediums like radio and television and things, has on, like, the ability to communicate and influence, um, which is why we do what we do here at Cinema Subtext. Alita, um, it was a movie that I just looked it up and it grossed stupid amounts of money. Just, I mean, we're, we're talking, um, I, I think it was, let's see it. Yeah. It grossed almost $400 million and the budget was 200 million. So they doubled down on their return. Oh Yeah. It's it it's a business. That's all this is, right? But there are real commentaries that are taking place, and one I want to draw attention to um, as kind of we as we get to the end here. Um, we've been talking about how in this world that's created in Elite, a Battle Angel, you have real people, live action people, that when something happens, instead of just getting a, a prosthetic leg or an arm or something, you get a robotic peace right so all through the movie you see these people that appear as real people live action people but all of a sudden boom have this like cgi part you know i mean and it could be random and at the beginning real talk like you said morgan at the beginning christoph like the doctor he finds this head which is obviously a robot in fact, it was more than just a head. Now that I think about it, it was like she had like um, part of her heart was there, which is like working. Her brain was functioning, yeah. right? Like it was like, oh, she's got like parts. And throughout the whole movie, you've got people whose um, arms are getting ripped off. Um, their their heads getting cut off. I mean, the the commentary on human anatomy is just mind-blowing because at the beginning, it is disgusting. I'm not like... It, at least for me, it was gross. Oh, yeah. It was nasty. I, wh- what were your thoughts? I mean, you go a couple minutes into the movie and you've got body parts that are just coming off because they're quote-unquote robots, but they're also real people. 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's just like you said. It, it's it's not normal. It's not a normal thought, and so you're just like, whoa, why is that? Or what? Whoa, why is that happening? Why are you doing yeah, that? It's bizarre. Yeah, and but in that time, in this movie, it's it's a normal thing when you are you know doing things that you're not supposed to, or you're just you know in the wrong place in the wrong time, you're going to lose those things that you have. The running time is two hours, two minutes. So two hours, okay? That's how long it takes. By the end, there's a scene in the movie where I won't say who, but there's a character that gets literally cut in half at the waist. He gets cut in half at the waist, and this is near the end of the movie. It was normal. When you were like, that's sweet. That was a clean slice. Clean slice, and on screen, this dude is like cut in half. And at the beginning, I probably would have like, would have like, you know, I don't oh, yeah. would have thrown up. But like by the end, it was like normal. And there's also a character that, um, that also who will remain nameless, that um, is one second is totally fine. And then you, the next scene, body parts are in jars and, and, and boxes. And you're like, oh, that's normal. Because by the end of this movie, it's two hours, guys. Like it's. Body body parts are just normal things, just parts of like they're just getting put back on, put yeah, back on, like products, on. which is so nuts. And as a reminder to me, you, and to everyone out there, that is not normal. You guys, like, don't try that at home. Like human anatomy becomes something that is like um, and a suggestion, and not a rule by the end of this movie, which tells me that. Influence is such a real thing. Oh, I love it so much. Um, have you ever been over to Europe ever? No. Okay. So what you'll find when you go over there, I've been to Scandinavia. It's the only part of Europe I've been. I've been there twice in my life. Okay. And anyone that's been over to Europe will tell you that over there, sex is a normal thing, right? Seeing sex on television is a normal thing. They ain't paying for it over there. <laughs> It's just there, yeah. and it's not as offensive to them. You know what is though? No, I don't. What is violence? Oh, uh, okay. Like for them, blood, shooting, slicing, all that stuff. It is just obscene. You know, that's the stuff that they just can't handle. So it's rated differently over there. Oh, Whereas, wow. I mean, things are still rated R, but it's not like as heavily penalized. Penalized? I think it's penalized. Yeah. Weird word. Um. But over here, it's the reverse. It kind of sounds like penis. But over here, it's the reverse where sex makes people uncomfortable. And this isn't just in Utah where it's like heavily religious, but just generally speaking, it's a little more taboo. Whereas violence, not so much. You can go and watch a violent movie and it's not as, as bad. Well, it's like our, our stamp. Violence here is like our stamp, you know, all wars, all of our... You know, our thing, that's like what America is known for. Which sucks. Yeah. And just kind of validates their opinion of us. But that's kind of where they're at. And for us, violence, again, it, Alita, Alita does an incredible job at making it so that it is normal and it shouldn't be normal. So by the end, I, I walked out of the movie, not condoning violence or not, but definitely less, like I was definitely more desensitized. Does that make yes. sense? Like yes. I, I was more desensitized to um, 
violence and blood and and whatever because it was just I don't know it was something that became normal um which frankly I think is one of the biggest problems with uh that that's why anti-pornography campaigns exist um it's the new drug you know oh, yeah. uh, porn kills love because it's something that affects you subtly that desensitizes you to sexual things so when you get into a legitimate relationship whether it's with a with a girlfriend or um or a spouse it it doesn't mean the same thing. Well, it's not it's not real. You can't you you've never you'll never be able to experience that that moment of um, Hugo and Alita finding that love. You you can't experience that when you are addicted to those things. When you because that's true. It's, you, it's almost like harder to identify. Love doesn't exist. There's no such. There's no such thing when you're when you're in that when you're in that because you can't identify space. pleasure or what you know that that high intimacy versus pleasure. Yeah, you know what I mean. You can't you can't see you can't feel that. You all you see is this. I got to get to that next one, the next one, the next one, the next one, the next one. And, and man, like props to you guys, Alita, like the director Robert uh, Robert Rodriguez. Um, I. I wish I knew off the top of my head who wrote this because it's off of a comic strip. Like it's off of a, you know, it, it existed before. Um, but the commentary of just the movie uh, making this so normal blew my mind, which made me a little bit more, and at least in this moment, makes me more aware of how I am influenced as a, as a consumer. And how right? fast. And how fa- two hours is all it took. To feel normal about something as grotesque as body parts going everywhere. Oh, yeah. Right. And I mean, now that I think about it, it's like disgusting. But like in that moment, man. So keeping it relevant with the class that we're working on, that's the point, right? That's what we're talking about, where mass media, millions of people saw this movie and this is getting put out into the universe. Right? And it's not like they are pro-violence, guys. We love you. We're not saying you're pro-violence. That's not the actual message. But the point is there is an influence that's taking place. And I feel like um, it's our responsibility to be aware that we are more influenced than we think. And it, and it happens every day. Thanks, guys, for tuning in to this podcast. Um, we hope you enjoy it. And we hope you go watch um, Alita and, and, get your own, and get your own opinions and let us know if you agree on the same things that we are we are agreeing on today if you go to cinema subtext that's subtext without the t dot com um you will find a blog there that we've got an amazing blog writing team that does a written review of this um and you can express written comments there uh, there's a space for you to write stuff down we'd love for you guys to do that um that way, there's just another way for you to to get in on the conversation the next show that we'll be doing is um, five feet apart and uh, stay tuned. Thanks guys.